Um, and so tonight, I'm going to... I want to talk about us as a church. Um, what I'm going to say is no, it's going to be a reminder for those who come here often. So I don't feel like we're going to get anything brand new. But is there anything new under the sun? You know, Solomon writes, nothing new is under the sun. Everything is repetitive, you know. And, and maybe for those who are visiting us, hopefully it will be an encouragement to you. And you'll get our heart of what we're wanting to do here and why we come. And so um, God is doing great things. And he's adding to our number. And we're seeing salvations, and we're seeing baptisms, and we're seeing new people join us. And it's only by His grace that, that is happening. Um, now, I was thinking about that scripture this week where um, people are fighting over who, they, who do they follow. Do they follow Paul? Do they follow, uh, do they follow Silas? Who's the greatest apostle? What's going on? And Paul actually rebukes him, and he says, guys, by now, you should be getting off milk, man. You should be eating meat, but I can't treat you like that because you're acting like children. That's what he's basically saying. And he says, hey, Paul might water, Silas might plant, but at the end of the day, God brings the growth. And, uh, and we are trusting that God will continue to grow us, not only numerically, but actually in depth and in relationship with him. And, uh, and that is our greatest. I mean, I said to the deacons this, this weekend, if we are left with 10 people who love Jesus 100%, I'm happy with that. Because <laughs> I think God will honor that, you know. Um, it's not about numbers. It's not about... Fluff. It's not about looking cool. It's not, you know, it's not about putting a persona out there, but you're living a totally different life. Church is actually about being real people, loving Jesus together. And that's what we're fighting for. And I know there's many expressions of the church across the world that are not representing Christ well for various reasons. But we, wanna, we don't want to be that church. <laughs> we want to be a church that is faithful to the Lord. That is building church his way. And that takes us as leaders here, but it takes the saints as well. And it's us together that can be that representation of Christ on earth. And no gift is bigger than any other gift. It's just that you play different parts of the body. And, and so I want to just share a few things. Uh, and, and if you want a title for my message, it's um, Growing Pains. We're growing and we have pains. <laughs> And it's a good thing, and I want to just remind us just to be faithful to one another and to just be patient as God grows us into what He wants us to grow, because He brings the growth. I can't bring the growth. You can't bring the growth. We can plant. We can water. We can be faithful. We can use the gifts that God has given us. We can love one another. We can love Him, but at the end of the day, He brings the growth. So when there is growth, it means that He's working in us and through us. Does it make any sense? You guys with me? So we're here because of a man named Jesus. Straight out. This isn't just a cool thing to do on a Sunday. You could probably be watching television and having a brow lace or a poiki course or watching Formula One for those. I know Formula One's only at nine tonight, so God was gracious to us this, this evening. <laughs> Otherwise, you're fighting for, yeah, you're fighting for people's, yeah, anyways. And uh, as it, we're here because of Jesus. We're here because we serve a God that is living and alive a God that is three in one, how that happens, we're still trying to figure it out. But he is one God and he's got three persons, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Jesus came to earth. He, he gave up his heavenly heavenliness to become a man and walk this planet a couple of thousand years ago. So that somehow we could kind of start understanding who this God that we serve is in the Father. 
And he came, and he was totally righteous. He did nothing wrong. You mean, you mean I do things wrong all the time. I say stupid things. I do stupid things. I'm not. But Jesus came, and, he, and, and the Bible says he sinned not. He was totally righteous in every way. Yet he died the worst possible death that we can imagine. And the reason for death was this, because God is trying to reconcile the human, mankind, basically, to himself. And sin came into the world, and it wrecked the relationship. And we're fighting for that relationship to be restored daily. And so Jesus was that key. Jesus was that sacrifice. Jesus was, if it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't be sitting here at church today. We wouldn't be putting up with each other's nonsense. <laughs> and I said some stupid things. At the deacons thing, and, our, and, our, and some people were upset with me this weekend. Because I was a bit dumb. And I was, maybe, I, I let my tongue loose a little bit. Not good. But, because of Jesus, there's reconciliation, there's love, there's thinking the best of. And we sorted those things out. And so if it wasn't for Jesus coming to earth and dying the death that he did. And then not only that, but being risen on the third day for us, we wouldn't be sitting here today. For many of us, we wouldn't know what it is to have a relationship with Jesus. And we're not building a, we're not building a religion, guys. We're building a relationship. It's not about ticking boxes. It's not about if I pray right, or if I sing right, or if I read my Bible right, or if I wear the right clothes, or if I... Someone asked me this week, uh, one of the new, new guys that are joining our congregation, he's like, hey, why do you wear a cap to church? So I said, first of all, I'm a cold cop. And uh, I get sunburned, but obviously there's no sun in the building. So that, but I said, the other thing is I'm actually trying to challenge the whole religious thing, actually. Because I am the church, and you are the church. We're not wearing a cap in the church. This is just the building. We are the church. And whether I wear a cap or not doesn't make me less a Christian. So religion would say you have to dress a certain way. You have to speak a certain way. You have to. And re relationship says we just got to open our hearts to Jesus, submit to him, love him. And he changes us from the inside out. It's not about the way we look. It's about what he's doing inside of us. And so he was like, cool, that's really cool. And he's an old gentleman. He's in his mid-70s. And he's going, that's pretty cool. I actually haven't, like, that is really cool. And he starts crying, like Monet and I with him, like, just crying, like, this is amazing. Like, I've, never, I've only had religion all this time. I haven't had relationship. It's so cool, hey, Monet? It was just a, such a lack of afternoon with him, you know? And so because of who Jesus is and what he is doing and how he's reconciling us to himself, we come together together so we can encourage each other, build each other up, maybe even challenge each other. Maybe we're that thorn in the flesh to each other like I spoke about last week. Like, yes, it's just so irritating. Why does he keep on preaching the same stuff? Well, it's because we're not getting it. <laughs> There's a nervous laugh from that side, but it's like, <laughs> because we've got to get this, guys, and we've got to be reminded of what Christ has done for us. And we sang about his freedom. I'm free in him today, righteous in him today, full of hope and faith, despite what the world is going <laughs> because of him, because he's the only one that has gone to the grave and come back and conquered it. And I dare you. To go look at all the other religions that are in this world. And I'll guarantee you that not one of them says the things that Jesus said. 
all of them, from Buddhism to the Muslim faith to um, Hinduism to unbelievers, what do they call them? Um, Atheists. You know, atheism in itself is a religion, even though they say it isn't. Because they have a set of values and beliefs that they believe in and they hold to. They actually become. Anyways, all of them say that we're finding a way to the Lord. All, leads, all roads could lead to Jesus is the only one that said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except for me. And I dare you to go check that out. You will not find any other religion on this planet saying what Jesus said. Sorry, I'm painting my finger. Not at you, but you know what I'm saying. I'm just... Yeah, 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 totally, totally. And so when I look at, and I've studied philosophy, and I've studied religion, and I've studied theology, and I've, I get to the point where I'm going, Jesus is so different. He's so opposite to everything we know. There's got to be something of truth here, even though it's very scary. <laughs> We're putting our faith in a man, but he wasn't man. He was God, man. Buddha never came back from the grave. Muhammad didn't come back from the grave. All the million Hindu gods didn't come back from the grave. They were just man-made carved images, but Christ came back from the grave. And 500 people saw him. And, and some of us, even in this building today, have been impacted by him in such a way that we're living our lives for him daily because of what he's doing. To look at what God is doing through Pierre and through Steph from last week and through all the testimonies that we're hearing every week, he is active and alive and he's doing amazing things in us. And that's why we're here today. That's why we can sing, we'll never lose the wonder. Because if you know yourself and I know myself, if it was up to me, I would mess it up every time. 100%. But God, but you guys in my life, where guys are, 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 are gracious enough to go, hey, Brett, I think what you said was stupid. Just be careful. Or, hey, Brett, I don't think your life is reflecting Christ well. Or, that, that is why church is so important for me, because it's us doing it together, living this life together that brings glory to Christ. So that I'm not getting glorified. You're not getting glorified. Christ is being glorified. And hopefully other people see Christ in us, and they go, Flop, this doesn't make any sense. I'm petrified, but I want what you have because of your joy, your love for one another, where the world is going crazy, you're, you're holding fast. Does it make sense? So I want to just disclaim, that wasn't in my notes. But, but, and so we are growing, and there are growing pains with that. And I, I do believe we have the favor of the Lord, and I do believe He's growing us, and He's adding people to us. And I want to remind us of this. Christ said in, in um, Matthew 16, 18, that He is building His church to Peter, and not even the gates of hell prevail against it. And so I want to say out front, I'm not building a church. The elders are not building a church. The deacons aren't even building a church. The concrete leaders are doing an amazing job on building a church. The saints aren't building a church. Jesus is building his church in and through us. And because he said it, <laughs> and he said not even, the hell, not even the gates of hell will prevail against it, the church is here to stay. But we need to be a good expression of the church. Glorifying Him, bringing glory to Him, not taking people for granted, not taking advantage of people, not being money hungry, not building a religion over a relationship. We've got to be building in a way that God wants us to build. And so as He builds His church, He's also, and I want to remind us tonight, He is the head of the church. And you can go read that in Ephesians 1, verses 22 to 23. Bill Hubble was quoted many years saying this, Nothing on earth 
has greater potential to change lives and carry out his kingdom work in your community than your local church. There is nothing like the local church when it is working right. There's nothing like the local church when we are honoring Jesus in everything we do. When it's not about us, it's about him. (laughs) When there's sacrificial love one to another, when there's humility, when there's transparency, when there's when there's this joy that bubbles up inside of us where it shouldn't be, where we're looking after each other, where we're longing for for our neighbors more than we're longing for ourselves, when we're desiring that Jody comes through more than my desire for my name to be. You you guys follow me? Like, do something. Okay, it was like, I'm trying here. Aww. Its beauty is indescribable. Its power is breathtaking. Its potential is unlimited. No other organization on earth is like the church. Nothing comes close. We're not an organization, though. We're an organism. We are a living thing, breathing. The Bible talks about being living stones, working together. (laughs) It's amazing. It's just, guys, that's why we're here today. That's why we're here rather than Formula One. Or we could be doing, well, some of us at least. I'm just Yilt is loving that. Like, I didn't know this, but um, Monet, who is an amazing young man, and he was super nervous to lead tonight because he hasn't done it often, and I think he did a great job. Hey? And I think God used him. And, uh, and he's, I just love his heart. So we're talking last night. Can I use the thing? I talked to you last night. He's about to get married, by the way. He's engaged to a wonderful lady. And uh, Rebecca, and, and uh, he's a deacon with us. And last night we were around the fire, and we, um, Abby would actually be very impressed with us. We actually prayed for each other, and we prophesied. It was mainly Marley, and we all went with what she said. But um, it was lack of, we, we. I think we stayed up until about 11 o'clock last night just praying for each other. And just it was such a lack of time around the fire. We had a massive bonfire, and it was just a... And uh, something came up about deaconhood and what happens if you married into be like he's a deacon and Rebecca's not a deacon. And what happens if she marries in and, and it came up. Sometimes we step like I'm shame and he went very quiet the whole day. And I realized he was worried about him stepping down if she didn't have the faith to become a deacon when they get married. And it was such a lack of heart. I was just like, yes, he takes it so seriously that he, that, and shame, I think he went, met, with, met with her today. Hey, just trying, you met with her and you say, hey, bookie, like. What are you feeling? Like, do you have faith? You know, we're talking about faith. And, and we don't quite know how it's going to work. But shame, he, his passion is so for the church and so to grow in the Lord and so to become part of those living stones, that, that, that cog, that gear, that work. Yes, it's such a lack of thing to see, the passion. And he went quite the whole day. I'm like, are you right? Are you right? Are you right? And then he said, before service, he said, yes, I was freaking out today. <laughs> but she's got the faith to come on team with me as we get married to run for the Lord and to step in the things that I've been called. That's how I thought that's lacquer. Yeah, that's lacquer. I mean, Ludwig and Desiree, he phones me just before, saying, yes, I've been away this whole weekend. Sorry, I'm, I'm just using it because this is such a gift. I should have asked. But I just, it's like, hey, man, we've been away the whole weekend. And we didn't really, we, ah, we, we've got to come to church. Can we pray? What do we pray for? What, do you, what is happening? What is God doing? I'm like, I didn't think we'll see them tonight. I said, hey, stay at home. If you're tired, just, like, yeah. Because they're living stones. They have it, and they're praying. I've like, got bread. I want, we want to pray. God said we need to pray. What's happening? Yes, I'm like, that is Kiff. 
Sorry, I'm pick, I mean, it's, sorry, don't go, don't go red, but you guys are amazing. It's like, I mean, it's so careful. I'm like, we're prepping a preach just before the service, which you don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, it's like, it's like I just felt, yeah, it's so lacquer. They're praying, they're trusting that God's building something. It's, they're part of it. And, and then they came, and I was like, I saw them, like, hey, I didn't think you'll be, they came because they committed to Jesus, not to a religion. It's just amazing. It's like, so he's the head of the church, and that's why we're here. That's why we worship like we worship. And I didn't realize this, that when babies are born, I got back to Monet, sorry. You know they're born with 300 bones? We're born, born with 300 bones in us at birth. And as we grow as people and as infants into adolescence and into, those bones merge and they forge together to, and they decrease to 206 bones. So we go from 300 to 206 bones. And in the growth of an infant, those bones start getting stronger and they start forging together and they start unifying and they start becoming, single bones become, or double bones become single bones. And as the body grows, we actually grow inward and there's strength that comes from those bones merging together and then we become healthy and we grow and we become adults. And that's what God is doing, I think, in us right now. We are merging together. We've been forced together, fused together by His Spirit, by His grace, by His love, by all our craziness. <laughs> and yes, sometimes it feels, yes, it doesn't feel like it to be part of a family because it's messy, right? And people hurt us and we say stupid things and they do stupid things. And sometimes, I mean, I, honestly, I'm going to be honest, I didn't want to come to church now. I'm so tired. And you're like, how can you, the pastor, don't want to come to church? Sometimes I feel like I don't want to come to church. I'm tired. We've just been with the deacons all weekend. They tired me out, you know. Oh, hard work, hard work. I shouldn't have said that. Now I'm in trouble. Ugh, I'm going to get emails tomorrow, whatever. But, but as we push through that and as we forge together, as we lock arms, as we lock hearts, as we lock minds, as we become one, we grow. We get stronger. We glorify Christ. We see people grow up and become mature, not lacking in anything. It's just, there's something about the church. It's just so profound and glorious. And I'm so glad I'm part of it. <laughs> Amazing. It's just, sorry, am I, are you guys, am I boring you? Yes. You said, well, at least you're honest. It's amazing. So I want to remind us here quickly. So Ephesians 3 verses 8 to 12. I think you got that one, hey? So let's read this quickly. Just to me, though I'm very least of all the saints, this grace has been given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And so Paul is talking here, and he was an apostle to the early church. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He's quite a cool guy. Um, and he is saying, I, I, I've been given the grace by Jesus Christ to, to show the unsearchable things of the Lord. Um, so where are they? Uh, okay, can you go to the next one? Sorry. And to bring to light for everyone, what the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. So in other words, he's going, guys, my, my call is to tell you that there's this mystery in creation. But God has allowed me to help you understand what this mystery is throughout the ages. It's quite a beautiful thing here. Um, um, okay, can you go to the next one? Verse 10. So that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God, maybe might, might uh, sorry, wisdom of God might 
now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Keep it there quickly. So he's going, there's this mystery in creation. There's something that people have, there's, there's something bigger than us. There's something that we need to worship. And, and people go to idols and wouldn't create things and religion and all those kind of stuff. But Paul's going, listen, guys, there's this mystery. And, and, and the Jesus Christ has revealed this mystery to me. And then he goes and he says, the mystery is this, that the manifold wisdom of God has been made known through the church. What does that mean? It means this, that how many people are here? 100 people, I don't know, how many? That we shouldn't be friends. We shouldn't have a relationship with one another. We shouldn't get on as well as we do, <laughs> despite our differences. The manifold wisdom of God, if you go to the original language, is this, that there's, this, there's many moving parts, many different things, many different people, many different nations, many different skin colors, many different languages that in Christ have one thing in common, and that is the church and Jesus. And as we come together, old and young, dark skin and light skin, Afrikaans, English, black, white, short, fat, thin, crazy, reserved, outgoing, that as we are drawn into what Jesus has done through the death and resurrection, we become his church. We become his expression on this earth. And you become valued in the family. And it's, and it's, it's crazy. And as we come and we love Jesus together and we support each other and love him and love each other and we humble ourselves, the, the heavenly realms are looking going, going, Christ's work on the cross is working. Look at those guys. Look at Brett. And Craig, who we don't know very much, but we know, we know each other a little bit better after pre-marriage counseling this week. We know a lot of stuff. They know a lot of stuff about us. We don't know so much about them. But, uh, but there's something of, that is crazy. Like, yo. And the demons are going, oh, man, we chose the wrong side. Flop. I'm not allowed to say flip. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I knew it would come out somewhere. I apologize. Oh, sorry, sorry, little one. I was, I was challenged not to say the word flip, and then I said it today. Sorry. So I failed that one. We'll, we'll sort it out after. Uh, um, and they're going, yeah, we thought that Satan was the right way to go, and we thought by serving him we have power and glory and all that. And, and they're going, dude, we see looking at the church, and it shouldn't be working, but it's working. And these people shouldn't be loving Jesus, but they're loving him. And they shouldn't be loving each other, but they are. They shouldn't have these gifts and talents, but they're working in that. And look at the unity. Look what God is doing on the planet. Look at all these broken hearts being saved. And the angels on the other end are going, Fire! This is amazing! You guys chose the wrong side! we got more power than you! Yes! Jesus! Sorry, I'm trying to make it a little bit... Trying to get over the whole flip word. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. All right. Trying to be dramatic. And that's the thing about the devil and, and the, the evil angels, um, the demonic, is they are so selfish. They're trying to kill you. They're trying to break you down. They're trying to bring disunity. They're trying to say whatever they're saying so that you won't be focusing on Jesus in the church. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life in abundance. The thief has come to kill, steal, and destroy and see, the church is a place where the killing, the stealing, and the destroying gets just wiped out because of the power of Christ in us and through us. It's amazing. 
And so Paul's writing it. So the heavenly realm, they, they, the authorities in the heavenly places, they're going, you are. And that's why the church is so important to me. Because if we do it well, and if we do it God honoring, there's, there's massive ramifications for the planet and for eternity, actually. Think about it, you part of that. That's okay. Anyways, can you carry on in verse 11? I think it was. Listen to this. This was according to his eternal purpose that he realized in Christ Jesus our Lord. Get this, guys. And I, I'm not trying to be too Christian here. Hopefully, I, it's, it's on, if you're visiting, hopefully you understand what I'm saying. The church is a big deal. It wasn't just, a, it wasn't just God going, ah, uh, plan B. People messed it up. How do I fix this thing? It wasn't that. It was, salvation was plan A. <laughs> Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve messed up and they sinned, he went out and killed animals to cover their sin. Jesus became the living sacrifice for the world, covered our sin. It's, it's not plan B, it's plan A. The redemptive work of Christ is plan A. And he's going, it's according to his eternal purpose. He purposed, he purposed this eternally, that we are one heart, one mind, one purpose. We are the church. Thank you, babes. You're getting excited. It wasn't just plan B. It was plan A. And I know without the church in my life, I'd be nowhere. Probably be a drug addict in the gutter somewhere because I've got addictive personality following my own desires and wrecking my life and other people's lives as well. But Christ. But the church in my life. <laughs> so how do we do this? And I'm going to start landing quickly. Um, how, do we do, how do we do this? How do we become the church? How do we... Well, Matthew twenty two thirty six to forty, um, Jesus, the the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the teachers of the day where Jesus was living, I were trying to trick him all the time, and they were trying to kind of break him down and all of that kind of stuff. Trying to, and he says to them, he says, um, they say, teacher, they come to him, teacher, which is the greatest command in the law? And in their minds, they're trying to trick him. You know, they're trying to get him to say what they wanted to say. I think it'll come up there. It says this, and he said to the, he said to him. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and first command. And so the cool thing about the church is it helps us do that. It helps us to love God with all our heart, with all our minds, with all our strength, with all our everything. That's the greatest command. It's a great command to have, to love God. And then he goes on to say, and the, the second greatest command is this. Yeah. Uh, where am I? This, this is the first thing. This is the great and first command. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. And on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Yo, that's awesome. <laughs> and so how do we become this expression of Christ on earth? It's loving him first of all and loving each other with everything that we have. It's easy. Yeah, easy. Absolutely easy. Trace, I know you're going through a lot in your life, but you, do, you know we love you, hey? Come on. Glenn Marley, you know we love you, hey? Even though you went away for a couple of weeks, you came back. Despite you going. Steve, Melinda, I know you love me. At least, I love that much, you know. Mark and Gavs, love you guys, man. 
and it's in play getting to know each other again. Love you guys. <laughs> Adam Vanessa, love you guys. Yes. And the Bible says we, we only love because he first loved us. It's a beautiful thing, that. And that's when unconditional love happens. But unconditional, I mean, I'm freaked some people out here, but unconditional love is still conditional. You know, like, it is. It's, if you love me, obey my commands. If you love me, you'll live like this. If you love me, you'll be my church. <laughs> so it's an amazing thing of just how it works together. And so this should be a place where you feel loved and where you can grow your love for Christ and each other. And so with the growing pains, I'm going to say this. We haven't arrived yet. And uh, with growing pains, there's a lot of shifting that happens. There's a lot of pain that happens. There's a lot of gaps that form. There's a lot of things we drop. And I want to just ask you in this moment, <laughs> in this, please just be patient with us. Because we need, we need more people in every aspect of this church right now. We need people to serve. We need more elders. We need more deacons. We need more congregate leaders. We need more saints. We need more people helping out with the kids' church. We need more servers in the coffee bar shop. But we need more congregate leaders. We need, we need more homes. We actually need more finance at the end of the day so we can grow Christ and, 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 and see this whole area come to know Him. And so there's gaps, yes, and there's frustration. <laughs> And we're dropping balls. And there's some people that I've never met in this congregation. And I apologize about that. We, we met with a couple the other day. They, we've been here almost four years. And that was the first time we've ever had coffee with them. Ah, not the best pastor in the world. And so we, we haven't arrived yet. We're, we're not doing this thing 100% yet. And I don't think we'll ever, do, we'll ever be there. But I want to just relay this. But our hearts is to, to, to aim at least for perfection. And try our utmost best through the grace that God has given us to get there one day. And so, yes, we're not perfect, <laughs> but we're striving for it. And yes, I'm not the best leader. And right now, I said to the deacons, right now, what's letting me down is my communication skills because I suck at it. I suck at communicating, especially on WhatsApp and stuff like that. And I know that, that I've become the cork, in a sense, to a possible growth of this congregation. But I'm aware of it because people are going, Brett, you're... You suck at communicating, and you say stupid things, and you use the F word, flip word. <laughs> Not good. Ah, man. Oh, four times. Oh, four, four emails. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I've just been naughty. But, um, but we're striving to be the church that honors Christ. We're becoming a beautiful bride. And hopefully by the time he comes back, because the word of God says he's coming back for us, that we be without blemish and without spoil. And just as, as Kim comes down the aisle next week, Saturday, and as Craig and I stand in front there waiting for her, because I have the privilege of doing the ceremony. It's going to be amazing. He's going to be more nervous than I am. But man, I'm telling you now, when he sees her, it's going to be like, whoa, that's the most beautiful chick I've ever seen. And then he'll realize, flip, she's mine. Yes, that's Kiff. Did I say it again? Yeah. Come on! Come on. I'm so sorry. You, you can fire me after. I'm sorry. I'm really not trying. This is, i got to work harder at this. And he's going to realize, and I'm telling you now in that moment, he's not going to see the spoils and the blemishes and all the stuff that Jesus is going to see. There's something beautiful 
that's given our heart to Him. And so I want to just encourage you, look, we're not, we're not there yet, but we're trying to be there. And, and as much as you need me, I need you. Does it make sense? Sorry, it feel, feels like I'm missing it today, but I'm, I'm yeah, just, just, sorry. And so we're growing, we're aiming, we're aiming. And I want to say this because Andrew said this, we are not a vision-driven church. We don't plan a year in advance. We don't know, I mean, I didn't even know who was leading until a couple of hours ago. And I said, hey, Monath, I feel like the Lord's saying you must lead. Come on, can you, do you have the faith? Yes, okay, Kiev. We, we, we're not a, we're not a, we're not, we're not, what's the word? Professionals. We're not timed and planned to 100%. We want to follow Christ in His presence and His spirit, and we want to see people grow. But we are value-based. We have values that we hold very dear to us. Values that make us who we are. Values that we will be, become that beautiful, spotless bride if we hold to them, if we work on them. And those we can't, we can't compromise on. We can't. Because if we do, we're not the church that God has called us to be. We won't be representing Andrew Well, who leads the whole of Josh Jane. And for those who are visiting, this is one of 43 congregations in Josh Jane. We're just a little cog in the greater church of what God is doing. And so we have to hold to those values. And those values, I want to remind you as I end, are these. We value, our values are this. We are, one of our top values is we are devoted to Christ and each other. If there's anything you take away, we Devotion. And so I want to say this, if you don't want to be devoted to Christ and us as a church, you're welcome to leave. And we don't actually want you. Because we don't believe in pew warmers. Because that's not Christ's church. We believe in every single saint bringing something to the table and living in the grace that God has called you to. And if you don't want, if you want to come and be fat spiritually, please, this is not the church for you. You're going to hate me. You're going to hate the eldership. You're going to hate your life here. And you're just going to get disgruntled and eventually you'll leave hurt. Rather just go find a church that wants you like that. We don't want you like that. We want you growing. We want you to love in Christ. We want you to grow in depth, in knowledge, in wisdom, in the spirit. And, and being devoted to Christ is that thing. That means you're going to give up everything. It means I'm going to say things you're not going to like sometimes. But it's not because I don't like you. It's because I love you. And, I, and, and Christ loves you. And he'll meet you at your place of need. But whenever Christ met someone when he was on the earth, he met them. And then they changed. And they became more like him. That's a value for me. And that's a value for Christ. And that's a value for Andrew. And we cannot. And I will not actually. Sorry, that's a little passionate maybe. Compromise on that. Because then I'm not doing what God's called me to do. And you'll never come into the fullness, and we'll never come into the fullness, and we'll never be that beautiful bride when he comes back. I'm sweating in my palm. <laughs> and so, yeah, my heart, if you're coming here just to take, don't come here. Because we're going to ask you to give. <laughs> but if you're here and you want to grow in the Lord and you want to be devoted to him and, each, and us, then come and stay. And I'm telling you now, it's going to be a rocky journey, but it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And I said to the deacons, I'm, I'm, not that t- I'm not a safe leader. You're not going to feel loved and safe around me all the time. It's not what God's called me to. I'm an edgy leader. I'm, I want to run hard. I want to call out the things that are not of God. I want, to, I want to be totally transparent and open. Last week, I opened with, we had the biggest fight in our lives before church. <laughs> Who starts with a preach like that? 
I didn't clarify. We actually had won it before we got to church. Sorry, just in case you were wondering the whole week. Abby won. No, Abby won. Always. Abby won. Totally. I'm like, Jesus won. And so one of our biggest values is devoted to each other and him. And it's, when you, if you want to be part of this, it's not about you. It's about him. Okay, so you don't hear that often. You're welcome to leave it anytime. There's no frown. No frown. There's no hard, hard just don't, don't be here. It's going to suck for you. It's going to suck for us. But if you want to be a be devoted. Doesn't mean we're going to get it right all the time. Doesn't mean you're not going to be hurt. Doesn't mean we're going to get hurt. Because we're a living organism. We're trying to do it. But it's not a bad heart. It's just we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> we don't know what we don't know. So we're devoted to teaching and especially the apostles' teaching, and to Andrew and the apostle team. We, in, in saying that, we're devoted to the Word of God. We're devoted to what God is saying through our leaders. We're devoted to humbling ourselves before them. I'm, I'm a man under authority, just like you guys are under, in a sense, our authority here as leaders. Someone visited us last week, and they, um, I'm going way too long now, but they visited us, they sat at the back, and when they got home, they phoned Andrew, even though he was overseas, and they said, Andrew, I've never experienced anything quite like what happened last week. And he said, I'm telling all my friends, if you want to see what churches like and feel as loved as I felt coming into PM, I'm going to tell them to go to PM, Edgemead. That is flipping, that is the greatest compliment we could ever get as a church. Oh, Sorry. I think you're focusing on, on the wrong things here. <laughs> this is super awkward. Yeah, kind of. A, it, and they saw devotion. They saw a humility. They saw a humbling. It's, it's awesome. So we're devoted to teaching and the Word of God. We're also devoted to breaking bread. In other words, we're devoted to allowing Jesus' death and resurrection. We're, we, we're devoted to that leading our lives. That bread no longer lives as bread, but I become more like Christ daily. And I was thinking about it, what does breaking bread mean? It means that we're remembering what Christ did on the cross for us, right? It's not about doing it once a week, guys, or once a month. It's about, Jesus, look what you've done for me. <laughs> I want to change because of what you've done for me. We're devoted to that. That is a big deal for us. In our family, because Abby's, uh, her health is not good. We dev- we're devoted to breaking bread once a week, trusting that what God is going to heal her again. Trusting that we represent him well. doesn't make sense. We're devoted to that. If we don't want to break bread with us and be in our homes and come and look at our mess in my houses and eat with us, and, then don't be here. Like, we're devoted to fellowship. And can I say this? We start late on purpose. We started 10 minutes late today because there was such a lack of vibe here. People chatting and getting to know each other and, uh, and inviting and saying how's it and that. That is a value for us, guys. The, the coffee shop, yes, I love coffee. I'm a big coffee. But that is to build relationships with one another. That is our value. If you're coming here and you're going to sit here and be all religious and not speak to anyone, this is not the church for you. If you don't want to open up your home, this is not the church for you. We want you to open up your home because we are called to break bread together. Not only having communion, but eating and living in each other's lives. And we say what's in my fridge is yours and what's in your fridge is yours, mine, something like that. <laughs> it's like this. Are you getting me? Like, I, I know you know this, but I'm reminding us of, as we have these growing pains, we, 
And then pray. And pray, I think, is, is, is just us humbling ourselves and going, God, if you don't do stuff, it's not going to get done. Called to be devoted. Yeah. And you might be sitting there, but Brett, who am I? God can't use me. God, if God can use me, He can use you. I'm telling you. If God can save me, He can save you. Maybe the only difference between me and you is I've gone, God, I just I always want to serve you. It doesn't matter what it looks like. I don't care how hard it gets or where you need to send me, or I'm I'm yours. That might be the only difference. Willingness. <laughs> Possibly. And so as we grow and as new people come in, let's love them. Let's love Jesus. Let's think the best of each other. If you see a gap, fill it. I've been praying, we've been praying for um, someone to rise up and, and, and help with ladies in the church for four years now. And the other day, um, someone put up their hand and said, hey, I really feel like I've been challenged by someone and I feel like I want to put up my hand and want to get something going for the ladies. I was like, yeah. That's amazing. So being patiently waiting until someone went, hey, it's me. I want to be devoted to that thing. Because that's what God's called me to do. And so small, big, doesn't matter. And so I'm going to end with a scripture and then we'll go. It's another value, another value scripture for us as a church is Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. Well, 4, 12. But 11, I'll read to 16. It says this. He, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers, so Jesus gave through his death and resurrection. He gave to equip the saints for works of ministry. So Christ gave things to the body of Christ so that we will be equipped for the works of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we obtain the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And again, we're not there yet, but we, we're aiming for maturity. We're aiming for the fullness of Christ. We're aiming to look like Him 100%. That's where we're heading, guys. <laughs> That's where we're heading. We're there, okay? So that we are no longer be like children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine or by human cunningness or by craftiness in deceitful schemings, but rather speaking the truth in love. And to, uh, uh, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. That's who we are, guys. And it's like when we're born, 300 bones. As we grow, those become 206 bones. I don't know when I preached this preach, but I preached some, I don't know if it was this year or the end of last year. Where we, remember, I felt like God was saying we're changing gears. It's happening. <laughs> He's adding. Things are happening. Things are moving forward. Do you want to be a part of that or not? And that's your choice to make. We would love you. 
but it means we come and surrender everything. So that's me. I think we're in there. Um, I'd just love to pray for us. Um, and my heart and our hearts as leaders is this, that as we go into this week, you'll think of these things. And if you're not a believer of Jesus Christ right here, and you don't know him as Lord and Savior, and you don't know him personally, you may know him in a religious term, or you may know him because you've heard, please could I ask you to go and ask him to reveal himself to you this week. Man, it's an awesome thing to meet the Creator King. It's an awesome thing to submit your heart to Him. Man, it just, it's. It's amazing to know that you're forgiven and redeemed and righteous in His sight. It's amazing to have freedom of sin and. Yeah, it's a gift. It really is. So I'm going to pray for us and just pray the Spirit upon us. And, and if you don't know Him, just to, uh, just to, to ask Him to show Himself to you. So Father, thank You for what You've done here tonight. Thank You that church isn't just on a Sunday or Wednesday. You're calling us to be church every day. Lord, You're calling us to be Your hands and feet. You're calling us to come together being devoted to each other and to You. Lord, giving of ourselves to you daily, Lord. Putting our wants and our needs and our desires at your feet. And saying, Jesus, it doesn't matter what I want. It matters what you want. Lord, I want to pray for us tonight. Thank you, first of all, for what you're doing in us. Thank you for just the the growth that we're seeing. Thank you for the lives and the many families that are coming in. Thank you for the salvations we've seen. Thank you for the baptisms we've seen this year. Thank you for just the transformed lives, God. Thank you for the provision. Thank you for... Just everything you're doing, you're such an amazing father. Lord, we want to pray that your spirit will come on every single one of us tonight. And right now, your love, your grace, your mercy will just come. Lord, that you'll open our spiritual ears to hear you and your call. Lord, our heart, that our hearts will not only be knit with you, but with one another. Lord, that you'll continue to bring growth here as we are faithful to water and to plant. And Lord, where we're messing it up and not getting it right, Lord, that you'll have grace and just come with grace in that. Lord, have your way over us and amongst us. Encourage us, Lord. Challenge us, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord. Amazing King. Thank you that we could just come and worship you like this. Oh, amazing God. 